What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. Today's episode, we got tactical. I gave you some real concrete, tangible advice on how to become more consistent. The most important thing when it comes to achieving your results above all else is consistency. And I went through two specific consistency hacks that will absolutely change your progress. It will help you progress more efficiently, more effectively if you implement. If you take this to heart and you actually do it, I promise you, you will see the changes that you're after. It might not happen as quickly as you want. You might have to play the long game, but I promise you, if you implement, you will be successful. And if you enjoy this episode, please let me know about it. You can leave a review on iTunes, five stars only, please. Hopefully you mean it. You can share the episode link with a friend or family member. And of course, you can take a screenshot of the episode and then tag me in your stories at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner and enjoy the episode. Welcome everybody who is tuning in on the podcast. We've already been having a meaningful conversation in the Facebook group. So if you're not in the group already, you should be joining us because before I hit record on the podcast, I posed this question to the Facebook group audience. I'm currently drinking a passion fruit, sparkling water, and the brand is either LaCroix or LaCroix. And I don't know how to pronounce it. I've heard it said both ways, but I need confirmation. So that is the type of riveting conversations that we have in the Facebook group, which you should be a part of. So if you go into Facebook and you search the personality diet and neurotype training, you will find our beautiful community of almost 6,000 people, just crazy. I'd like to get that to 10K. I think what we should do is like to show the power of our community, we should do a race to 10K. Maybe we'll do that for the next challenge. We'll do like a race to 10K and then we'll make a $10,000 grand prize for the next challenge. Because usually we do $1,000 for the challenge. The winner gets $1,000. We did $2,000 one challenge. I think we should do a race to 10K. And if we hit 10,000 members in the Facebook community, we up the ante to to $10,000. And then we can vote on how to divvy that up. We could do like five people get 2,000 each. We could do 10 people get 1,000 each. We could do one person gets 10,000, whatever. We could do like, just do a race to 10K to make it fun. I think we should do that. I will throw up a vote and, and see what you guys think. But we would really need to rally the community because we only have about 6,000 people in the Facebook group. To get to 10K for the next challenge would require some serious growth. It would have to be a full team effort and pulling in people probably from, from other communities and saving them and say, hey, I know you're a part of this community about nutrition and training and fitness, but we have a better one. So you should come to us instead. Um, I'm just joking. We don't want to. I mean, yes, people can join multiple groups and I don't want to go in there and talk trash about other Facebook groups, but we would absolutely need a grassroots effort to get to 10K. But I'm just spitballing here. I haven't thought this through. I'm just rambling because I actually have energy for the first time in a while after my travel, after actually getting some sleep. It's amazing what sleep can do. So now 
I have a lot of energy and I'm just going on random tangents that have no relevance to what we're talking about today. But I think it's a good idea. We'll do a race to 10K and we'll do a $10,000 cash prize if we hit 10,000 people in our Facebook community before the next challenge. I like the idea. Let me sit with it and then we'll make an official announcement. So today I've got two consistency hacks that I think you're going to enjoy. These are very tactical. So you're actually going to want to implement because I can give you the goods. I can't make you do anything, but I feel like this will be really helpful. The first consistency hack, and by the way, consistency is everything. You can jump into any program in the world right now. You can go sign up. There are no shortages of programs out there. You can basically spin a wheel, land on a program, sign up, and it would probably work to some extent, regardless of how crazy it may seem, regardless of what their beliefs are, it would probably work to some extent if you were able to stay consistent. And that's the big asterisk, right? Most things work, but most things don't allow for a high level of consistency. It's just, that's the game that we're playing really in anything, but that's the game that we're playing is what can we do to create the highest level of consistency with the least amount of tension to achieve that consistency? Let me say that again. What can we do to create the highest level of consistency with the least amount of tension to achieve that consistency. That is the game, right? So I'll give you an example. Keto is a diet that can work for some people. I know I'm laughing because I always pick on keto, but I'm saying this to to provide context. There is nothing wrong with keto. There's nothing inherently wrong with keto. For some people, it can work really well, okay? If you follow a ketogenic diet and you are able to stay consistent, that's great. So what I'm saying is for me personally, there is a lot of tension between myself and consistency with a ketogenic diet. What I mean by tension, I mean that I am going to have to rely on way more discipline and willpower than I normally would with a non-ketogenic diet because I love carbs, because I train with high intensity. I like to lift heavy weights. Building muscle is important to me. All of these things create tension between myself and consistency with keto. Similarly, you might think of jumping into a fasting protocol. For some people, fasting makes it easier to stay consistent. That's great. For others, there's a lot of tension between fasting and staying consistent. So the name of the game that we're all playing is what can we do to create the highest level of consistency with the least amount of tension to create that consistency, to achieve that consistency? And that's it. So when I say I'm giving you two consistency hacks, You should pay attention because consistency is the name of the game. Now, the first one is going to seem almost 
too obvious to work. The first one is actually tracking and monitoring your consistency. I know that this is going to sound mind-blowing, but a lot of times our perception and reality are very different. We think that we're being consistent because we're paying attention to some things some of the time, but we ignore all the times that we're not consistent. Rather than leaving it up to chance and leaving it up to perception, what if you actually tracked consistency? Because here's the reality. A lot of people track the scale. A lot of people track measurements, track clothes, you know, how your clothes are fitting. Like, did I move down a notch on my belt? Did I move down a, a pant size or a dress size? So we track things like body weight. We track things like measurements. We track things like clothing sizes, but we never track consistency, which is way more important and way more within our control than all of those numerical data points. You can't really control the scale. Like you can't really control the number. You can control your actions and that would potentially influence the number depending on your actions. But for all intents and purposes, you can't really control the scale. So what if we focused on the thing that we can control, which out, which are our actions and habits and, and being consistent? And what I mean by that is just like you would log and monitor your weight, what if you actually logged and monitored your consistency? So an example, you have a calendar. What if every day on your calendar, you marked off certain things that you wanted to achieve related to consistency? As an example, did you hit your water target? Did you hit your step goal? Did you hit your nutrition goals? Did you get your workout in? Now you have actual metrics to look at consistency. So when somebody asks you, are you consistent? You have tangible evidence to be able to answer that yes or no. Sometimes it's going to be yes. Sometimes it's going to be no. But I've seen it over and over and over again where somebody says, I'm really consistent. And it's like, great. If you're really consistent, then you'll have no problem showing me. And then we actually get into the tracking part of it. And it's like, oh my God, I'm actually really inconsistent. Like, yeah, awareness is an amazing thing. If you can show it and track it, then there's no question. We're not leaving anything up to chance. We have tangible evidence that you're either consistent or you're not. And if you're not consistent, we get to put the actions in place to become more consistent, or we get to remove things that are creating tension between you and consistency. It's amazing how this works, right? So if you actually print out a calendar and mark down the things that you're trying to be consistent with, are you, did you hit your water goal that day? Did you hit your steps? Did you hit your nutrition? Did you get your workout in? Did you get eight hours of sleep if that's one of your targets? And now you actually have a consistency calendar. The bonus with this tool, with this consistency hack, is that it also helps to create habits because a habit is formed by a trigger, a behavior, and a reward. And actually marking off a check mark in your calendar that you did something and completed it creates a reward response in your brain. 
It increases dopamine. That beautiful dopamine release solidifies the habit. So if you're trying to become a person who's more consistent with drinking water and you hit your water target for the day, that's great. But when you actually check off that you hit your water target for the day, that's the reward system that solidifies the habit. So this consistency hack works in multiple ways. Number one, it creates awareness around your consistency. It creates awareness around your shortcomings or what you're doing really well. And number two, it helps to solidify the habits that you're trying to instill. It helps to solidify the habits that you're trying to get to become second nature. Now, that doesn't mean if you follow this process and you find out that you're inconsistent, it doesn't mean that you need to beat yourself up or try to be perfect. A lot of times I have to, you know, I have to mention this caveat. It's like, just because we're tracking it, that doesn't mean that we're aiming for a hundred percent. We're just trying to get a general idea and help to instill better habits and help to create something that does become second nature so that Ultimately, you get to the point where you no longer have to even think twice about doing those things because they became habit. It's just part of what you do. That's the lifestyle approach, the long game that we're always playing. So the second consistency hack. First one is we actually track consistency. We create a calendar and we mark off the things that we're trying to become more consistent with. And we have the awareness and we have the tools to become more consistent. The second consistency hack is understanding that averages are better than day-to-day fluctuations. Playing the game of averages will always win versus day-to-day perfection. Most of the time we think what we do in a day is like the end-all be-all, right? How many times Have you beat yourself up for overindulging in one single day? One day of overindulging and you beat yourself up and you tell yourself you're the worst person in the world because you couldn't control yourself. You you overindulged, you ate too many calories and you're a horrible person. One day, one day. And that's what we often think about is, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. What an epic failure. It's really not. It's really not a big deal at all. And it's basically irrelevant. It is irrelevant. It's one day. Now, when we have our consistency calendar, we can start to to show ourselves that it was literally just one day. Or if we need to have a little heart to heart about the fact that it's all the time, different conversation. But the frame of understanding weekly averages, and I'm using weekly as an example, honestly, the more you zoom out, the better. Monthly averages are more important than weekly averages. Yearly averages are more important than monthly averages. You get the point. But just for a tangible example, we're going to talk about weekly because it's easy to adjust based off of weekly averages and not get caught up in the day-to-day. If I told you that tomorrow the scale will be up five pounds, however, your weekly average will be down two pounds, would you take it? You probably would. But if I told you that tomorrow the scale will be down five pounds, but your weekly average will be up a pound, would you take that? Probably not, because weekly averages are more important. So when you're trying to be perfect on a day-to-day basis, 
it messes up your mindset when it comes to consistency because you interpret one day as being inconsistent. But if we can zoom out and we can look at, look at weekly averages, all of a sudden it changes the frame. Now we can be super tactical about this. Let's say you have your nutrition target. Let's say you have your uh, step target. Take those targets and multiply them by seven. That's going to be your overall weekly target. Let's say you're trying to eat 2,000 calories a day, right? Let's just hypothetically say that that's your target. You're, you're trying to eat 2,000 calories a day. If we times that by seven, that's 14,000 calories in the week, okay? 14,000 calories in the week. That means that in theory and in practice, you could have a day where you're eating 4,000 calories. How would that work? Well, you would take 4,000 away from your 14,000. Now you've got 10,000 calories remaining for the, the other six days. Or you could take 2,500 calories for three days out of the week, and you could subtract that 7,500 from the 14,000, have 6,500 for the other four days, right? The same thing works for your steps. Let's say that one day you get busy, you're at your desk, you're doing a lot of work and you're like, ah, oh, I only got 5,000 steps and my target is 10,000, right? If you have 10,000 steps a day, you're trying to get 70,000 steps in the week. So you got 5,000 one day, well, now you have 65,000 to go the other six days. That seems very doable to me. Weekly averages are way more important than day-to-day -day fluctuations or trying to be perfect on a daily basis. Somehow we understand this concept when it comes to things like training, right? You don't, well, I shouldn't say it. Some people think that you need to train hard every single day. A lot of us understand that it's more about the overall balance between training and recovery throughout the week, right? So if you're training three days a week and your recovery is on point, you're going to make a lot of progress. If you're training four days a week, and your recovery is on point, you're going to make a lot of progress. We understand the, the big picture. In the grand scheme of things, it's not about what we do every single day. It's about what we do consistently over time. I would rather you be more consistent on a week-to-week -week basis than trying to be perfect on a day-to-day -day basis. So we can use that with calories. We can use that with steps. We can use that with different things. So even if you break it down with your macros, something like carb cycling, where you might want higher carb days versus lower carb days, you might not. I'm just saying that when it comes to consistency, remember, if the ultimate goal is to create the highest level of consistency with the least amount of tension between you and achieving that consistency. If cycling your carbs, having some higher carb days versus lower carb days helps you to be more consistent, then that's something that you can absolutely do. Same thing with calorie cycling. One of the things that I love to do is give myself more calories on the weekend. Every single weekend, I know I'm going to eat more than I do during the weekday, for the most part. Now, the beauty of this is that if my schedule changes, like next week, I'll give you an, a perfect example. A week from Wednesday, I believe, I'm going to the J. Cole concert. One of my favorite artists of all time. 
I've seen him perform live once. I get to go see him perform again. I am super excited about that show. And I can promise you that I will not be tracking calories that night. I will enjoy myself. I will probably have a drink or two. I am going to give myself more calories on that Wednesday night. And then I will look at my weekly averages to make sure that I'm still consistent. It's very easy to adjust, but I, for the most part, like to have more flexibility and freedom on the weekends. So I build that in to my plan. Now you might be saying, well, I'm not somebody who wants to track. So how do I work in the weekly averages when I'm not tracking? Well, I did just that throughout this past week when I was traveling because I was in Vegas for work and I knew that the dinners with the events that we had, we were going to be going out to dinner every single night. So I took this concept and I used it for each day where breakfast, I knew that I wanted to have, I didn't want to go into a full day of teaching on an empty stomach like that. So had a relatively decent sized breakfast, but I know, I knew that we were having an earlier dinner. I knew it was going to be a higher calorie dinner. I didn't want to track anything or count anything. I just wanted to enjoy myself. So I basically set it up where dinner was going to be a free meal. I didn't care how much I ate. Breakfast was a little bit more controlled. And lunch, I basically either skipped lunch altogether or just had a protein bar. Very simple strategy where the overall average for the day is probably somewhere in check to where it needed to be but I didn't have to overthink it and track every single thing. And now I can come back and eat a little bit less than I normally would, but not overly restrict and just gradually get back into my normal flow. Again, zooming out and looking at the big picture, it's not going to make a difference. So I can use the, the law of averages to kind of feel like, all right, for the most part, I'm where I should be make some small adjustments based off of my schedule, and then gradually return back to what I'm normally doing. So the two consistency hacks that I recommend everybody implement right away. Number one, track your consistency. Actually use a calendar, actually mark off the things that you're trying to be consistent with, and then you have tangible evidence of your consistency or of your inconsistency, and we can look at the places that need to be improved. And then second is weekly averages are way more important than day-to-day fluctuations or trying to be perfect each day. So zoom out. Anytime you're feeling bad about yourself, zoom out. Now, what I don't want you to do is if you have a day where you overindulge, what I don't want you to do is punish yourself by starving yourself. That completely misses the point. That is punishment. And you can try and rationalize it by saying you're trying to follow the law of averages, but that's probably doing more harm than good because I would venture a guess that you are overindulging because of your restriction, because you're trying to over, like, um, over course correct. You're trying to course correct in, an, in a way that is too extreme and it's causing you to be on this restrict and binge pattern, cycle. That's not the point. Hopefully that's not your takeaway here because I'm telling you right now explicitly, don't do that. If you can approach it in a way 
where you are truly focusing on averages and you have a day where you eat a little bit more than normal, it's okay to correct that a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. But your mindset does play a big role here because if you're thinking about it in terms of punishment, if you're thinking about it in terms of beating yourself up, well, now we've moved away from the point and now it's become harmful. Just like any tool, I say this all the time, any tool can be used or abused. So it's all about how you are using it, your mindset, your perspective, your perception, all of that matters. So you know better than anyone, if you are taking this concept and abusing it, don't do that. It's more important that you just get back to turning the page, I should say, turn the page quickly versus thinking that you need to over-rotate. So hopefully this was helpful. I, I love to prioritize things like this because nobody talks about them and they're really important. So uh, this is stuff that if you actually listen and implement, it'll go a long way. A lot of people will ignore it. This is just facts. A lot of people will be like, well, this isn't sexy enough. Totally fine if you feel that way. It's not sexy, but it is very effective. So if you implement, you will be shocked because there will be an awareness piece around consistency and you'll start to care less about those day-to-day fluctuations. And the day, you know, when you have one day where you overindulge, you'd be like, yeah, it's cool. I can still hit my day, my weekly averages. I'm totally fine. All right. So remember the pursuit of perfection is one that does not exist. It cannot exist. Try to be consistent, not perfect. We always say at pop POP progress over perfection. It's not really what it stands for, but we've kind of changed, changed it up a little bit because it works progress over perfection. So hopefully you can take that message to heart and really apply it and utilize these consistency hacks to elevate your progress and achieve your results, achieve your goals and never look back. If you need help, we're always here. I'm always just a message away, always available. You can hit me up on Instagram. You can hit me up on Facebook. Uh, Under Facebook, it's just my name, Mike Milner. Instagram, it's at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you guys very soon.